Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Enjoy today's message. Good morning, everyone. Happy 2021. We made it. We made it. Pastor Mike and his family are on a much, much needed vacation, so we just pray that God just uses this time to refresh them and uh, restore their hard work for this year. Um, I'm going to share with you a word that God has just been putting on my heart a lot the last few months, and I hope that it really encourages you as we move into 2021. Um, I'm going to start by reading a scripture in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. And it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he might lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong firm and steadfast to him be the power forever and ever amen let's pray father god i just thank you for the promise and the hope of 2021 and god i just thank you for who you have been to us and lord your faithfulness to us in this year and father just pray just a rest and release over this place right now god i just pray that your spirit come lord that you settle us in your presence god that you open our hearts to hear what you have for us god that you speak Clearly through me, Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity. Lord, we pray for Pastor Mike and his family. God, we bless them and just give them rest and renewal. In Jesus' name, amen. So the thing I want to talk to you today about is permission. Um, God has been speaking to me about this topic over the last few months, and I believe that he has some powerful things that he wants to say to us this morning. 2020 was quite a year for all of us, and though we went through some of the same things, you know, we all went through the pandemic and change of the day-to-day life. We're not all coming out in the same place. Some of us, 2020 was just merely an inconvenience and irritation. For some of us, it was severe trauma and loss and, and isolation and stress and fear. So we're not all coming out in the same place, but I believe that God wants to speak some permissions over us today to launch us into a much greater 2021. So wherever you are, I I believe this word is for you. Um, We had a a senior leadership meeting a few months ago, and we were praying for you guys, and we were praying over the church and our community and kind of what would God have us do in 2021. And the word permission just kept coming back to me as we prayed. And one of the things that I saw was like a big chessboard, and all the pieces of the chessboard were us. And there was, it was interesting, the word permission had so many different um, uh, angles to it as as I kind of felt like what God was saying. There was a permission of us uh, allowing him to move us on the board. Not only did we need to allow him to move us, but we also needed to give him and ourselves permission to stay where we had been placed in the spot that he had placed us or was leaving us until he was ready to move us again. Um, And the permission was also towards ourselves. We had to give ourselves permission to operate in the position we had been placed. In chess, 
I'm not a great chess player, but in chess, all moves are, and stays are very strategic. So you might hold a player here for a reason or move somebody. For, everything is very strategic. And I saw that some of the positions were positions of waiting or resting, and that was for the purpose of healing and strengthening. And I saw that some of the positions were to fight or, or defend. And in his timing, the positions kept changing, but it was all based on the permission of the player. So I just want you to kind of keep that in your mind as we go through this and, and, and just ask the Lord, where am I? Where am I? So some of the permissions that I believe that God wants to speak over us, um, there's five. The first one and the one that more profoundly rests on me is the permission to speak. Um, the sad reality for most of us during quarantine is that the more calories, that if you eat more calories than you spend, you gain weight, right? It's a reality that I think most of us have experienced in 2020. But when you hold more emotions than you release, you become emotionally toxic. And in the military, it's interesting that, you know, there's hierarchy and a definite authority ranking, but somebody who is of lesser authority can say to a, a superior officer, can request permission to speak freely. And when that happens, you know, they can say with all due respect, and they can pretty much say anything if they have that permission. They're still acknowledging the ranking. They're still acknowledging their position in the ranking, but they have permission to speak freely to their superior officer. And I feel like God is giving us permission to speak freely. We've all had more than our fair share, if you will, of bad news and disappointments and frustration and loneliness and fear this year. So I would say to you first, what do you need to say to God? What is it that you're holding that you need to say that you don't feel like you have permission to say? Are you lonely? Are you mad? Are you afraid? Are you disappointed? What emotional wounds are you carrying? What are your desires that you're afraid to even say it? What are your fears? And when was the last time you really even asked yourself these questions? I think it's time to take inventory. A lot of businesses will take inventory at the beginning of the year. It's time for us to take some inventory. I love the candidness of the psalmist. Because I can really resonate with them. You know, they kind of laid it all out there most of the time. And I think that was good and it was healthy for them to do so. I want to read First uh, Peter chapter 5, verses uh, 6 and 8 again, where it talks about, he talks about humbling yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I am a terrible fisherman. You don't want to take me fishing. I might hook you. But I've always been fascinated at people who are great fishermen and how they cast, and it seems so effortful, and the, the line goes so far. And that's what it means to cast. When it says for us to cast our anxieties on the Lord, it really just means throw it. Throw it at him. But it's throwing it beyond your reach. And I know that I've been guilty a lot of times to not cast my anxieties, but more display them, right? To say, look, this is what I'm afraid of. You see that? I'm afraid of that, God. This is really stressing me out. And then I'm going to put it right back in my pocket. I'm going to go on. I'll never let it go. I don't cast it on him. But I also love the interplay between the humble yourself, cast your anxieties, because the enemy is roaring, prowling like a roaring lion looking to see who he's going to devour. You know, when we're not emotionally well, when we're not healthy in that place, when we're not being honest with God and we're hoarding our emotions, 
um, we're prime target for the enemy, right? Because we're in a vulnerable place. If you have a relationship with someone and you only share the highlight reel of your life, that's not a deep relationship. That's, that's your Facebook friend level, right? But those deep relationships where you can share the highs and the lows, the dreams, the fears, the hopes, the failures, the anxieties, that is a deep relationship. That's a relationship worth having. And God is not only able to go deep with you, he calls you to the deep places because he's big enough for it. He's the only one that's big enough for everything that we think, everything that we feel. When Christmas comes, and we know it's coming, and grandparents are generous, we try to purge the old toys of the kids, you know, the the toys that are broken and the puzzles with missing pieces and the things that they don't play with anymore. We try to purge all of that stuff because we know the onslaught of the new is coming, right? In 2021, January 2021 is our time to make room because I believe that there's going to be a great outpouring in 2021, but we need to make room. If we're stocked up with our own insecurities and our fears and our anxieties of what's going to happen next and the craziness of the world right now, which are legitimate, let me say that, those feelings are legitimate for the experiences that we've had, but they're not true in the light of the truths that we have in Christ. If if we're stocked up with those, we have no room for what God wants to pour into us. The truth will always be told. Something I've learned, the truth will always be told. If it's not told out of our mouths, then it's going to be told in our behavior or might even manifest physically. For me, probably three weeks ago, I started having chest pain and pressure and shortness of breath, and it just kind of came out of nowhere. And so my first thought was, oh my gosh, I really have COVID. So I don't. Don't worry. I went and got tested, and they said, this sounds more like a cardiac issue. Maybe you should get tested. And I thought, I'm too young. I mean, I'm not like, obviously, Olympic champion healthy here, but... You know, I was like, no, it's probably not that. But it didn't go away. So I went back, and I went through the whole cardiac workup, EKG, blood work, um, you know, x-rays, and all this kind of stuff. And they said, we can't find anything wrong with you. We want to send you to a cardiologist. Because clearly you're having symptoms, but we can't find out what's wrong. So I went to the cardiologist, and all these things. And what it really came down to was that when I sat with my father, when I really sat and tried to rest, I thought, well, maybe it's stress and I just need to rest. When I sat down in those moments is when my symptoms were the worst. And so then, of course, you know, in the spiritual church, my first thought was, the enemy has come to me, and I'm going to fight back. But what it was, when I really sat down with it, was I was stocked up. It was in those moments of, of just sitting with my father, that he was literally drawing out of my chest all of these things that I had shoved down, all my insecurities as a business owner, all my fears as a parent, all my, you know, all the, the feelings and the anxieties of 2020 that I had just kind of pushed past because I didn't have the time. I didn't make the time. I didn't make the time to sit with those places. I didn't make the time to sit before God and say, this is really how I'm feeling. I just kept displaying them once in a while when things got really heavy. But I would just push it down and keep going because we feel like that's what we have to do sometimes. But it, I was at and beyond capacity. And so God really was drawing that out of me. And once I finally got to a place where I could surrender all that, my symptoms went away. It will come out. The truth will come out. I feel like 2020, that I can't breathe, is, is a good banner for 2020, for a lot of people, they feel that way because of the mass and the emotions and the, the isolation and all the things that we've been going through. 
But we were built with a limited capacity for a reason. We were built with a limited capacity because we were built with a need for a Savior, right? And I think of the scripture that says, confess with your mouth and you will, you know, that Jesus is Lord and you will be saved. There's something about the confession of the mouth where you just need to say it. My symptoms went away when I said it to God, when I said it to close friends and to Jeremy, and I just opened and said, this is where I am, and I owned it. You have to say it. You have to get it out of you. I think of the story of Job. That's a bad year. That's a bad day. And one day, Job lost his children, his servants, all of his livestock. He lost everything. But he still praised God even then. But he grieved. But when the wounds were on his own flesh, he went silent. And, and then his friends showed up, and eventually they did what a good friend should do. They just sat with him. But eventually they, it all came out, and they started being judgmental. And, and eventually, as the scripture says, God answered in a whirlwind, and he defend, defended his place as the rightful ruler and judge. God doesn't judge Job because of his honesty. He sets him straight in some attitude, but he doesn't judge him. But he does judge Job's friends for their judgment of Job and their misrepresentation of God's grace. That, that God's blessing is somehow cookie cutter. That if you obey, that you're blessed. And if you disobey, then you go through trials. But the world, word says, in this world, you will have trouble. You will go through trials. But take heart. I have overcome the world. We are not excused from trials and pain. We wish we were. Wouldn't that be great? Um, but they are for our humility and they are to keep us real and approachable. They are to elevate us each time because they refine us. You know, it doesn't feel like a promotion, but it is every time. And it may take us all a while. I know I'm still working towards the James 1-2 maturity where it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds. I don't, I don't count it joy, right? It's not, I'm not there yet, but we'll get there. But they're not, those trials aren't meant for our pleasure. They're meant for our refinement. God's not doing that. He's not promoting you. You know, you kind of need to question if it's been a while since you felt like you're in a trial. But we do need to speak out our feelings to God. We need to have permission to empty it all at his feet and not keep carrying it. The second one is the permission to rest and be released from the weight that you carry. We need to take off the superhero cape sometimes. We're not, we're not meant to carry it all in our own strength. We're not meant to be all things to all people all the time. We don't always have to hold it together and be strong. You know, there's a time and a place for that, but there's a time and a place just to sit and rest. I love the 23rd Psalm, and it's meant a lot to me this year. But it says, he leaves me beside the still waters. I love this. It says, he makes me lie down in the green pastures, and then he restores my soul. God can pierce through the chaos of our day, but typically in my life, the deep truths are revealed in the quiet place. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the Dr. Seuss book, All the Places You Will Go. It's, you know, like the classic graduation gift and everything. But uh, I love that book. But the page that I hate is the waiting place because I hate that place. <laughs> it's an unpleasant place. And it talks about how people are waiting for a train to come and a go or, and to a phone call and a this and a that. People are waiting. But it's, it's, it's a terrible place. <laughs> I really hate it. But it's where most often that we are most purified and most enlightened because we finally have stopped long enough for our thoughts and our whole self to catch up with us, right? The Psalm 23 talks about how the goodness and the love of God follows us all the days of our life. Sometimes we have to sit down and let it catch up, right? It's following you, but you just haven't sat down for it to really come overtake you. 
Um, we need to have permission to forgive ourselves and to forgive others. We can accept his forgiveness and then still label ourselves by our sin. That's not helping. We want, he wants us to be fully released from our mistakes. You have permission to not be bound by your own emotions. We don't often talk about self-care in church. It's not something that we talk about because, you know, we talk about laying our life down for others and doing this and doing that. And that's so good and it's so right. But so is self-care because it's the whole you can't, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first before you assist someone else. You can't pour from an empty cup. And all those adages are so true. The only reason I feel like in Psalm 23 it says he makes me lie down in green pastures is because I didn't give myself permission to do it first, right? The Bible says that we're the temple of God. We wouldn't think about, like, letting trash stack up here and junk and, and cluttering this church building. We wouldn't think of doing that, you know, letting the, the, the shutters fall off and the roof go, you know, damaged. We wouldn't think of doing that because we care about God's house. But we are the temple of God, and we need to care for ourselves in the same way. You know, the permission to play even. When was the last time you played, that you laughed, that you did something fun, that brought you joy? You know, that's part of being God's kid. You know, I, I love it when my kids are playing together and they're laughing, and it's such a delight as a parent. And I feel like God wants that. That's part of the abundant life for us. The third is the permission to ask. You know, God is not offended by your questions. I love, again, the psalmist and how they say, how, you know, basically, like, how dare you, God? And they, and they lay it all out, and, and how long, O oh Lord, and why, and, and all of these things. And he wants you to ask. You may not get the answers you want, but it invites the conversation. He's a safe place for your dreams and your desires. He wants you to ask him what you need. He, you can ask him to clarify. You can ask him anything. Again, he wants that conversation. You have permission to ask. The psalmist asked a lot of questions they didn't get answers to as far as we could see, but it untied them in those stuck places. It allowed them to empty those emotional roadblocks and be reminded of the character of God. You have permission to ask for your next step. You know, we're at the start of a new year, and, and we're thinking about what are my goals, and for those of you that dare, you know, what are my New Year's resolutions and, and all those things. We have permission to ask God for direction on all that stuff. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck or you're going to wander, and neither of those or what he meant for you. The fourth is the permission to receive. You know, um, treat yourself is not something that we often say in church either. But um, some of us are great at giving, but we kind of stink at receiving. And, you know, we can serve, but to be served is really hard. Jesus, God loves to dote on his kids. He has so much grace and peace and mercy and love to pour out. Jesus never healed anyone because they did anything more than ask and believe that he could. Permission to receive his promises over you would otherwise be like looking, a kid that's looking at a Christmas tree and they're, they're so enthralled by all the beautiful presents under the tree and they just want to sit and stare at it and be like, wow, that's beautiful. But they refuse to believe that any of the gifts are really for them and unwrap them. Imagine how that feels as a parent. You, you've, you've done all this work, like you've thoughtfully wrapped and you've thoughtfully, thoughtfully purchased all these gifts and, and the kid doesn't believe that, that they have the right to open them. You have permission to receive all of these things. You have the permission to receive his promises. If you're looking for a great Bible study, I'm sure there's one on Right Now Media of the promises of God. There's so many promises and you have the right to receive and claim all of those for you, for your family. The right to receive his truth about you, about your family, about your circumstances, your future. You have the right to receive all those truths. 
you have the right to receive his healing physically and emotionally. Because he, he does desire wholeness for us. He wants to, us to operate in wholeness. And you have permission to receive his redemption. I'm going to go back to the story of Job. Um, and I love how it ends. You know, it kind of stinks for Job, the whole story. But in the end, um, it says in Job 42, verse 12, The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the first. And it goes on to say how many more, you know, donkeys and camels and sons and daughters and all that kind of stuff. And then it says... At the end, it says, after this, Job lived 140 years, and he saw his children and their children to the fourth generation. And so he died, old and full of years. You know, I feel like God loves a full circle story like that. You know, and if you feel like you're kind of in the middle of a difficult situation, your story's still being written. Just seek God for the rest of the story. He wants to bring us full circle. The last is a permission to go. At this point, we would be, if we go through all these permissions, we would be released, we would be rested, we would be refreshed, we would be heard, we would be filled. That sounds really good, doesn't it? Now it's time to go. You have what you need, you're called, and therefore you are equipped. You need to be bold and brave and expect, you know, hope and expectation. They posture towards something good happening. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13 talks about we, when you, um, let me just read it to you, because I don't want to say it wrong. But I think it's a verse that most of us are pretty familiar with. But it says, it's a good verse for 2021 for sure. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart with all of your heart, not just the parts that you feel like are holy, but all of your heart, all the junk, all the things that we've stocked up, everything. When we come seek him with all of our heart, then he, we will find him. So some questions I want you to think about is, what do you want to be known for? What do you want your family to be known for? What do you want victory to be known for? What do you want your relationship with God to look like? I want you to be released to claim all of that. And then go and give others the same truths that God has given you. Every year we talk about a one-word filter. If that's not something you've heard before, it's where you pray and you ask God to give you one word. And that's kind of your filter through the year. So some of the words that I've had in the past were believe. So if I encountered a situation, then I would say, okay, God, what am I believing about the situation? And what am I believing about you? And it was that moment to pause and think through the situation through that filter. Um, my word for 2021 is expect. So I'm expecting God to move, and in situations I'll ask, what am I expecting of myself? What am I expecting of God? What am I expecting to happen? So pray and ask God to give you that one word. If we're going to operate in the grace of God, that includes grace for ourselves, which means allowing ourselves permission to rest and to say what we need and to take care of ourselves as well as minister to others. I believe this is a season where God is calling us to be whole as warriors and not fractured and disorganized and chaotic and our thoughts, and our feelings, and our finances, and in the way we approach him, the way we approach ourselves, and and certainly not in the way we approach ministry. I feel like 2021 is going to be a year of unprecedented growth and availability in the spirit realm to see miracles and wonders. As the darkness in the world gets darker, there's such a greater need for the light, but we need to be responsible as light bearers, and we need to be humbled in how we use the light, because when you Take a light into the darkness. If you're the one holding it, it exposes you too. 
We need to be warriors that are ready for the fight. We need to be children of God that are solidified in our position in the family and our relationship with our Father. If we're not fully sure of who we are in Christ and the permissions we have in him, then we're not going to exercise the permission that we need and that we have that's necessary to operate as a whole person, to operate fully in our authority in critical situations and to have peace in day-to-day life. We have heard the words unprecedented and uncertain. I wish I had a dollar for every time I heard those words this year. But these are unprecedented and uncertain times in the natural. But I believe that God's intentions towards us are still good and that he can turn all things for good. Though the world will continue to call them uncertain times, we can be certain of who we are. We can be certain of who we belong to, of what our calling is, what our permissions are as sons and daughters of the Most High. While things may seem uncertain and while we may not even know what's next, we can always be sure that he is in control and that he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. We do not have to surrender our peace to the majority who feel that things are out of control and feel anxious and panicked. Though we are not together as we would want to be right now, we are not isolated. We are not alone. We have permission to say what it is that we are feeling and to live that psalmist life and have those hard conversations with God. The psalmist didn't hold back. They were very clear with God how they felt. They didn't hold back about their loneliness. They didn't feel hold back about their fears, their frustrations, their anger, their desire for revenge. They didn't hold back on anything. And we need to do the same because the these feelings have to get out to make space that, for all that we need to receive from God. I'm going to ask Matt to come. I want to share with you a, a prophetic word that um, as I was preparing this message that I feel like God gave me, and I wrote it to speak it to you. He said, tell them, tell my people that they are my beloved. They are my children. My throne room is available to them always. The enemy will always try to tell them they are not welcome or that I am angry or that they are a disappointment to me, but I am not an abusive or absent father. I am in the midst of their day-to-day, even when they would think what they're doing has nothing to do with me. During their work day or meals, laundry, general coming and going, I am always with them. I'm always speaking my grace over them because they need it, and I always desire to be with them. I promise to be Emmanuel, God with them, and I am, always. Tell them that they have permission. They have permission to enter into the Holy of Holies. They have permission to dream. They have permission to dare. They have permission to pour out their hearts to me. They have permission to take authority in places where the enemy is encroaching in their heart, their home, their work, their marriages, their kids, and in all realms of life. I have placed my spirit, my power within them, who call me on me as Savior. It is the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. When they speak in accordance with my heart and purposes, the enemy must leave. They must, but they must take their rightful place. They must speak as a son or daughter of the Most High. They must know with a firm insurance that I created them, that my love covers them, that I will never leave or forsake them, that my love and purposes in the earth are higher and greater than any scheme of evil or of flesh. This is not to say that tragedy and trial will elude them. There will always be difficulty because there will always be the opportunity to choose. There will always be the option to not choose me. And these choices will always have consequences. But I will always choose them. I will always choose to love them. I will always choose to help them when they ask me. When they cry out to me, I will make myself known to them. I will always cover them with peace and provision. These are the promises.
Tell them that because of my promises, they have permission. They have permission to dream, permission to move forward in all the dreams and holy desires I've placed in their heart. They have permission to speak. They have permission to fight. They have permission to rest. They have permission to be weak before me, but it is not really weakness to be vulnerable and honest with me. It is one of the greatest strengths they will ever know. It is in their pouring out that I can fill them with my love, my presence, my strength, my truth, and my peace. It is in these intimate moments that I can draw out the lies and replace them with the reality of my truth and their truest identity. There is a great war waging in the spirit world. All flesh cries out already as there is much pain fear, anxiety, and feelings of isolation. This is real. What they feel is real. I am not unaware, but nor am I absent. I come today to sure up the weak places in the foundation of their identity and purposes so that they can move forward into the fight with great courage and assurance, knowing that I have and will give them all they need and more. Let's pray. Father God, we just surrender to you right where we are. God, we open our hearts to you. Lord, we let our hearts speak freely. God, we give ourselves permission to rest and receive. God, I just ask that right now you identify any lies that we have believed. God, we cast them to you. We surrender them to you. And God, we ask that you fill those places with your peace, with your love, with your truth and your promises. God, that you would just move us on the board. Lord, that we would have permission to stay. We would have permission to be moved. We would have permission to operate in the exact place that you've given us with the grace that you've given us for today. God, I just pray right now your blessing. God, if there's one that doesn't know you that's listening to the sound of my voice, Father, that they would cry out to you, that they would say, Lord, I need you. I need to be guided. I need to be saved for myself. I need to say thank you for your sacrifice. And they would... They would ask you in to be Lord of their life. God, and for those of us that have already committed to that journey with you, Lord, let us let us just lay at your feet and receive all that you have for us today. God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your promises. We thank you for your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, just go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.